Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Sirius XM Channel 80, your smart speakers, and don't forget to download the podcast. Dr. Pepper call in lines 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. And we are asking which college football playoff contender is most likely to get upset this weekend. Some pretty good candidates. Alabama just going to get knocked out by Georgia? You think they can cause any Houston with Cincinnati? Cincinnati look unbeatable to you. Michigan with Iowa let down there? that's the one. Michigan, Iowa. Michigan, Iowa, Baylor, Ohio, uh, uh, Oklahoma State. David Aranda has something cooking at Baylor. And I'm there. The Oklahoma State, I, I just, I don't, I don't really like them like that. They like a little. Why not? I've never liked them like that. They're going to always be a nine-win type team. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe get to 10 if they get to a bowl game. I just don't think that they could get over the hump. David Aranda's defense, he dials it up. And Baylor's a pretty good team. Alabama going to shock people with that Georgia stuff. This is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, there's gonna, some – like there, there, there might be two upset. Like there could be some Iowa upsets in be these championship games. Iowa with the slow football gonna pop Michigan. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna be watching that game? What what time is it? <laughs> it by the way, that's just one so of the games like where evening? it's like I want to watch. I really want to watch night it. game. It's but night I'm also game. like, but do I like? Will I be able with my ADHD to get through it? Yo, yo, also, I, I, we're getting I, I can't up. watch that style well, of football. Saturday, it's, Saturday, it's Saturday night. But Key J and I get you up know. at, what, 3.30, 4 in the morning. But it's Saturday night. Saturday between, night. In that range. I know I'm saying, but we our the you, bodies body are starts to adjust. Not I, Key. Key different. Yeah. Uh, I can't do it like I start him. to close. Listen, Ryan <laughs> in New Jersey now. has a pick for the team that'll get upset. What's going on, Ryan? What up, Ryan? Jersey. Hey, hey how, how you doing, guys? What's happening? Mm-hmm. My, pick, my pick for... Um, I believe Cincinnati's going to go down this week. I think Michigan's going to pull it off. I think it's their, their time this year. Wait, what what do you mean by pull it off? Like win the whole thing? Or just win the Big Ten no, championship? No, okay, no, okay. no. I don't go that far. I think they're going to get to in the playoff, and they might get to the final game. I don't think they're going to win it all. But, I mean, I think beating Ohio State was a big thing for them. So, I think they're going to at least get into, like, the final game maybe. But, um. Cincinnati, for some reason, I think they're just going to mess it up. They're yeah, you know what? Right now. The thing about Michigan, it is true. The, the, the thing that, that goes against the trap a little bit it is it is a championship game. It's not like if this was the final week of the season and they just beat Ohio State, yeah, that's a – but it, there is a championship on the line. I'm just – no, I, I get it. I'm just trying to think in Harbaugh's tenure as a coach, and I know you can't go all the way back to Stanford because they, they won the Orange Bowl, I think, with Andrew Luck. Um. They lost the Super Bowl. I'm just thinking of championship games that he play, he's played in. Yeah. Uh, That's all. I was just trying to, in my mind. Those are the three that come to mind. Then when you think about uh, the Cincinnati-Houston thing, the reason I don't think Houston could get Cincinnati is because Cincinnati played big boy football when they went to Notre Dame and won. That's big boy stuff. People didn't really necessarily think that they could go into South Bend and take care of business in the way that they did it in that type of fashion. So you grow from there. Although some of those other games, you play down to the competition. It's like, well, they barely beat Navy or they barely beat this school. It's like, yeah, but they won the game. Like Alabama. They answered the bell. And I think you, when you look at what Luke Fickle's been able to do at Cincinnati since he's been there is continue to grow this program, bring in the right players with the right mentalities. Now you're already at the finish line. Now you you there. You can represent 
the 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 first non-power five school to be in the final four. Not only that, think about that conference. You know, every now and then a referee might decide that that flag, <laughs> that, you know, that flag change the game. Out. Come out or didn't come out. By the way, Jay, that's not the first on, time I've heard that. Depending oh, uh, on, you. depending on, right? Think about the conference. The conference, we all working together because we get a piece of the pie. Oh, yeah. So if I decide one minute I'm going to pull the flag, you know what, Cincinnati's first down. You know, oh, it looked like he held a defender. Holding Houston, number 60. You know, it's like. What they say you could call holding on almost yeah, every let me, play. Let me, yeah. let me ask you guys this. If Luke Fickle wins and he gets his team to the Final Four, Grant, they go to the Pac-12 next year. <laughs> How much do you think his salary has to bump up in order for him to stay at Cincy? Well, well he's going to stay. There's nothing really available for him to leave to. Well, I mean. I'll, There's nothing yeah. left. Yeah. Everything's well, it's gone. It's official. Marcus Freeman to Notre well, that's Dame. A, yeah, okay, that's yeah. official, yeah. All right. See? But I hear yeah, you, Jay. I, was, I, was, I didn't yeah, even I was, see that. Where is that? Uh, Evan just got my oh, across the ticker. Yeah, I knew it was leaning in that direction. I know that was official. This morning, yeah, that Marcus Freeman is the next head coach at Notre Dame. Press conference today, two o'clock. Yeah, so Cause that's you, gone because you get him on a cheap, cheap. I mean, okay. you don't. You, I'll stay at Cincinnati before I go to Virginia. Uh, I think Virginia Tech hired somebody. I think I don't know what y'all are doing at Duke. I'm staying at Cincinnati before I go to Duke. Yeah. So it's, Oklahoma's still there. Ha ha. Oklahoma's Oklahoma, still there. Okay. Oklahoma's still there. Tune in tonight for the Pac-12 championship game presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The football weekend started last night with a win, kind of a must win, for the Dallas Cowboys. They won 27-17. You heard it on 105.3 The Fan. Here is Dak Prescott after the game. I mean, a win's a win. Uh, it means a lot. Uh, as you just said, the adversity we've, we've had, we've faced um, coming off the, the last two weeks and then coming in this week and just being hit with the COVID, uh, losing, losing the head coach this week. And just, I mean, so many people stepped up. Credit to Dan Quinn, uh, the coordinators, uh, all the leaders on this team of, um, of, of doing what was necessary to be ready for this game and then just uh, through the ups and this, up and down in this game. I'm playing complimented football. When we weren't doing our job on offense, defense, uh, we're creating turnovers. So, I mean, um, tough to come in a place like this and win, and we're able to do that. So, last night watching the game, obviously their defense won the game, but I, I came away with you dying to talk to you about this today because – Really? I'm si- yes. You're alive. Really. Yes. <laughs> well, dying to be alive to talk to you about this. You know what I'm saying. I, I'm watching Zeke, and I, I get that Zeke is, you know, a, a big time back. I get mm-hmm. that. But he seems so hobbled, and I just feel like every time I watch Tony Pollard, I'm like, he is so much more explosive. Like, why is he? Why isn't he getting a bigger workload? I know last night he had that, you know, big time run, a 58 yard run for a TD. But still, when you think about the basics, though, right? Like, he's averaging 5.6 yards per carry to Elias 4.4. He's never averaged fewer yards per carry than Zeke in any season. Like it's he had half the carries for twice the yards yesterday. I don't understand why Kellen Moore isn't utilizing him more. Just considering you need to establish that run game, and he is so dynamic. Well, the run game is is made up of different types of runs. Zeke okay. Zeke gives you the ability to use all your options across the board. Tony Pollard only gives you a limited amount, like the toss sweep that you saw on the long run. That's his strength. The perimeter game is his strength. In between the tackles, the middle of the field, that's not his strength. Zeke is Zeke. What was Zeke's average last night? Three point something yeah, yards three, a carry. Four, I think three, three four. four carry. The defense side of the ball for the Saints are giving up three yards a carry. That's about the same. That's right. His ankle wasn't there, but he does more than 
running the football for the Dallas Cowboys. Blitz pickup is a major mm. key issue because if somebody's coming and your quarterback is set to throw, you got to have a stud that can drop his hips, power through that, pick up the blitz, know where the blitz is coming. Is it the inside guy, the outside guy? Oh, I'm going to take the outside guy. Well, that's the wrong thing to do because the inside guy is going to get to your quarterback. So it's a lot of stuff that you got to know playing that position, and Zeke knows those things, so it gives them a comfort level where Tony is not the best blitz pickup guy for them. So it's just more than running the football. Well, how do you manage that? Because it just seems like his ankle is so – he's hobbled. So you want Zeke to be in the best possible shape in order for you to have a chance to win a Super Bowl. Like when well, he's do you got have- time. He's got time. He's got 10 days to the next game. Yeah, they finally get a little break. Don't forget. Little break. Three Don't games forget. in 12 days, yeah. Three, yeah. I, I, I mean, they, they played a lot of football. By the way, I know, like he's always I know been this battling is old, injury, though, Max. I know this is old-fashioned, by the way. But if you have a guy who's going to run between the tackles, to me, the 3.4 yards, like you multiply by three, you got your first down. Yeah. You know, like I, I know it's not like that anymore. I get it. But to me, I'm like, okay, that'll no, get it, it done. No, that'll but get it, it done. is like that. Two-headed monsters are key. Cleveland has that. Two-headed monster game yeah. is key. Yeah. Two years ago with, with Ingram, he was a two-headed monster in uh, Baltimore, actually, it was three-headed monster. If you add Lamar in there, they rotated the way they ran the ball. You, it's, it's okay to have that. San Francisco, a couple years ago, they did it that way. There's nothing wrong with that at all to have consistency at the running back spot. Yeah. Y'all like the flash and a home run hit. No, you br- what you, you know? do is you burn a roster spot in order to add depth, which helps with health, and also to have different looks with your running backs. It makes mm. sense. It, that's probably worth a roster spot, right? It's Keyshawn J. Willemax coming to you live from the Seaport District of Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Keyshawn J. Willemax presented by Progressive Insurance, all guests on the Goodyear Hotline. So that's the start of week 13. There is plenty more to get into, including a battle of two young quarterbacks. That's next. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, ESPN2. Keyshawn J. Willemax, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Yes, it is time for Four Downs, brought to you by Geico. Whether you rent or own, Geico makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Go to geico.com today. First Down. 
the Washington football team at the Raiders. Vegas is giving them two and a half points. They're the favorites. What do you think, Key? Uh, you know, I think that the Raiders take care of this business against the Washington football team going to Las Vegas. When you look at it, Derek Carr didn't throw any interceptions last week against the Cowboys. And look, he hasn't gone consecutive games without an interception this season. Last to do in week 15 and 16 of last season. When he does those things and not turn the ball over, he gives his chance. He gives his team the best chance to win. I think the Raiders come out of this one smelling good. I'll say this. The Raiders' rush defense is not the best in the league, and they're going to have to slow down Antonio Gibson because he is a beast. But the Washington football team actually needs to dominate the run game early. As for Derek Carr, almost throwing for 400 yards against the Cowboys, that's something that the Washington football team is not good at. Right, so he needs to air it out again and be efficient with the ball. I just feel like Washington's defense is coming is like coming. There's something about teams whose defenses get hot toward the end of the year that make me nervous this time they of year. They played against the Seahawks, <laughs> so, man. Well, never the spread again. What was it? Two and a half points. Oh, I'm taking the Raiders. Yeah, uh -huh. they uh, by the way, at home the they're at home. Seahawks. I'm taking the Raiders. But you know what? Two, uh, that's true. With but you a know dude what? That was is playing horrible. With, without and the Seahawks a finger, had a yeah. chance to, to win. win exactly. Without a finger. All right, that's a hit. Okay, <laughs> that's, a hit. <laughs> that's a hit. You've ever played that right as a kid, in the Jay? Chest. <laughs> that's a hit. <clears throat> All right, uh, we're okay. Let's move on. Let's go. Second down. <laughs> Cardinals at Bears. Key J. Cardinals are seven and a half point favorites. Yeah, this is an interesting game, right? Andy Dog probably will be the starter this weekend. I know he he knows how to play football at times. The Cardinals have been okay with Colt McCoy as a starting quarterback. I don't know if DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray are being in the lineup. This is going to be cold. A dome team traveling on the road. They can be walking in sleep, not paying attention, and get popped. Do I think that that's going to happen? Yes, I do. What? If, what? Ky if Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins doesn't play, I think the Chicago Bears at and home. Andy Dalton at, at home, home in a cold environment. A warm weather the team. Yep. Warm weather dome team goes in there and they get upset. Come, come, that's what I think. Coming off those injuries in the cold weather, would you play Kyler Murray and D-Hop? I, I probably I wouldn't. wouldn't. Yeah. I probably wouldn't play them based on it's Chicago and they coming off those injuries. I would let them rest up a little bit. But if you do that, Chicago has a better chance to win the game, which – I, I'm trying I think to get they the play, number one seed, but I think they play I, Kyler. I'd rather not play him though. Yeah, yeah, I think I would probably rest him too, but something tells me they're going to play him. I'd rather take the L than have my quarterback out there hobbled around and not at 100. Especially when yeah. they might win without him. Yeah, I just, especially I just, when you win without. I just him. look forward to watching the Cardinals play because I know we always talk about the word air raid, but they're top five in the NFL on rush attempts. And James Conner, I mean, he's found the end zone five times in the last three games. And, and I think that's a different dynamic that's good. that they haven't no, had prob before, I'm pro yes. probably taking them in, in, in uh, daily this week. Yeah. I'm probably having James Conner. I mean, You're James Conner jersey? Yeah. I think no, no, they, no, in, 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 in uh, daily fantasy. Oh, okay. I think the Cardinals will, should win the game. I think they should win the game. But I would be surprised if they lost based on everything that I laid out. Yeah. That's why I'm picking the Bears. Okay. I ain't right. got no money on it, so it don't matter anyway. Cardinal <laughs> fans don't like me anyway, so tweet away. Win-win. Tweet, tweet away. <laughs> Third down. Chargers at Bengals. Bengals Ooh. favored by a field goal at home. By the way, when you see a three-point favorite at home, that means they're saying these teams are even, really, on a neutral field. They, they are saying that, but here's what I would say. The Cincinnati Bengals 
uh, are, are popping right now. They got a young nucleus on the offensive side with Nick Mixon, Joe Mixon at the running back position. We know about the receivers all the way from the veteran and Tyler Boyd to the young guns and Higgins and Jamar Chase. Joe Burrow at the quarterback spot. But the defense is underrated and playing pretty good football. The one thing that the Chargers have to get back to doing is Justin Herbert has to start using his legs a little bit more like mm-hmm. he did in the past to be able to get this win. Cincinnati is on to something. They have an opportunity to catch the Baltimore Ravens and get that lead uh, in, within that division and win the division. They've already popped the Baltimore Ravens at home. They got to see them again. Cleveland, I'm not worried about them. I'm not worried about Pittsburgh. If it's the time for the Cincinnati Bengals to do it, it's Sunday. It's send a message on Sunday that you are for real. So everybody, everybody's going to talk about, obviously, Burrow, Herbert, that matchup. And that's a big-time matchup, right? But Joe Mixon is that dude. Yeah. He's exploded over the last two games. And you talk about the worst run defense in the league – that is the Chargers, ding, around ding, 145 ding. yards rushing oh, per game. Whatever. Right, so look for Joe Mixon to get established early in this ball. You game. know what? I, I, I think the, the Bengals are capable of winning a Super Bowl right now. Like I think they're, I don't think they will, but I think they're capable of it because what the sneaky defense. And when you look at the offense, everyone's all right. We're going to stop Jamar Chase because that Burrow to Chase connection. Oh yeah, here's T Higgins. Here's Joe Mixon. It's a problem. Yeah, we should actually in the world, man. We should just everybody names should. We all, we all have different names, but they should never be close. Everybody should be different because the Panthers radio guy is Mix Mixon, and I said Mix Mixon, <laughs> Mix Mixon. instead of Joe Mixon. Yeah, but I we said knew Joe what you meant. No, of course, we, but we it's it. like everybody names is too close. By the close. way, how many times have people said Russell Westbrook when they meant yeah, Russell, Russell Wilson? Wilson. I on. do it all the time. Yeah. Of course. Of yeah, course. it should not be. Everybody should have their own like separate names or something. Let me figure that out, Jay. I just wasn't going to mess up the Justin Jesse thing that I did yesterday, so I was going to stop. All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just waiting on Not fourth good. down. Fourth down. Broncos at Chiefs. This game make you nervous at all. Kansas City a 10-point favorite, but the Broncos has some freaky deaky wins this season where it's like, what? They did what to who? No, the, the, the Chiefs won 11 straight games versus the Broncos. That's tied for the longest streak uh, in NFL history. Back date back all the way to 1964 to 69. Uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not worried about that at all. I think when you look at Kansas City, they're starting to somewhat get into a rhythm and in a groove. What they did last week and, and since they've been on this little bit of hot streak is they are starting to take the easy money. And what I mean by the easy money is they're dinking and dunking and methodically moving the ball down the field, take a shot here or there, and that's pretty much it. Patrick Mahomes is not risk-taking like he was during their losing streak. And I think that that is a recipe for success that they figured out, hey, let's not turn the ball over get it to our playmakers quick, and let them make hay. And that's how they've been winning games. On top of the defense, kind of tightening up a little bit. A lot. Still crazy to me when we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, watching the shop maybe about a year ago, the, the show that LeBron James and Maverick Carter do, where Patrick Mahomes is talking about he hasn't read defenses for that long in his career. <laughs> it's like what Favre like, said at that point oh in his career. Yeah. You're like, what? Like you're this quarterback pure compared to Michael Jordan to a degree that hasn't had a lot of experiences reading defenses. So now that he is being disciplined key and you think about the same. And plus, doesn't Andy Reid have some kind of crazy, stupid record coming off a of bye week? 85%, something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got a nice, nice uh, record coming. Yeah, I'll take the, the Chiefs at home. Here's the crazy thing. Key, what you said, like they're just kind of taking what the defense is giving them. Here's how I this is why I've always thought the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl, or at least they're going to be in contention. Because your strategy against the Chiefs, if they accept the strategy and just take what you give them, they win. 
Yeah. Like if they take what so so that's think about defenses. They're like, okay, what we can hope to do here is play a defense where they try the wrong thing against us. Well, what what if they try the right thing that we give them? Oh, they're still going to beat us. It's pro- it's a problem. Yeah, it, it is. And, and look, Kansas City knows what to do. They understand that they have this in front of them. And there's really, if they're doing what they're supposed to do, there's really not a team in the AFC that can come close to them right now. And, and sometimes these teams start slow. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers started slow. They've missed some games, lost some games, and then all of a sudden they're starting to hit, and everybody's like, ooh, they went into Indy and won big. So now you look at that and you go, well, they're probably going to represent look, the NFC look at the ro- Green Bay. Look at the rosters. Class tells over time. Class tells over time. Special down. Bonus down. SEC championship game. That's our quarterback. Alabama, seven and a half point dogs to Georgia. What happens? Alabama wins this football game. It's just another story book for Nick Saban to be able to say, wow, they still can't beat him. He owns his assistant coaches. Even though Jimbo Fisher clipped him earlier in the year, that's one out of how many. And so when you talk about what they're able to do, Alabama has a hell of an offense, man. Their offense can put up some points. Bryce Young can strike. It's going to be a really good game because Georgia's defense and Kirby Smart certainly can get after you, but so can Alabama's offense. And I think – Alabama's defense is slightly underrated. You play against a rival like Auburn, there's going to be tough matchups. There's going to be some things in the trenches that you look to and say, well, they dominated them up front. It's a rival game. That's what happens in rivalries. They want People are going to play at the highest level against that opponent. But when you play against teams like Georgia and you, Alabama, you got to bring your stuff. And Nick Saban is no slouch at getting his team ready in championships moments. That's why he's the greatest college football coach in the history of the game. I'm going to take Georgia to cover in this game. I think Georgia's defense is one of the best defenses we've ever seen. And I don't disrespect Nick Saban and his ability to geniusly coach. But one thing I did see against Auburn, if you're able to apply pressure on their quarterback, I think that's – I mean, look, he was sacked – Bryce Young was sacked seven times. He had the worst passer rating of this year against Auburn. I think Georgia's going to have that same kind of medicine. You know, Georgia is going – if they win the championship, the whole thing this year, I'm going to remember them as one of the greatest defenses in the history of American team sports. Like the Pistons, not even the bad boy Pistons, the 4 Pistons defense, the 83 Cardinals in baseball defense, like mm-hmm. one of the – but you got to win the championship to do it. And key, I'm with you on this. They struggled against Auburn. That's a rivalry yeah, game. That they rivalry. figured out a way to win. Saban figures out ways to win. This is going to be tough. All right. Dr. Pepper call in line. 888-SAY-ESPN. Which college football playoff contender is most likely to get upset this weekend, Evan, in Georgia? Hey, good morning, gentlemen, and happy holidays to you and yours. You too, Evan. You happy too, holidays, boss, bro. man. Hey, I just wanted to say um, I am picking Georgia to win this game. However, um, Alabama is a phenomenal talent. This is the first time I'm I'm betting against uh, <gasps> Nick Saban. And only thing that concerns me about Georgia is they uh, secondary. They secondary really haven't been tested all season. I think Tennessee exploited them. I, I was going to say, this I'm, year. I'm glad you said that because I was going to tell Jay – I was going to tell Jay that, Evan, I was going to say, man, if you watch the first three quarters of the Tennessee game, you'll think different about Georgia's defense. It's those dudes yeah. up front that we're really talking well, about. That's the question. Yeah. Well, how much time did Bryce Young have in the pocket to make those decisions, though? Not much. Those guys up front are crazy. 
Yeah, Crazy. but the, I, I look at I look at Josh Heupel and I look at Tennessee and I go back and I look at that and I say to myself, Tennessee, man, Tennessee had them, but they just not ready yet. But they had them. They had them. And I was hoping that they got them for whatever weird reason. Hmm. Uh, it's, a, it's a hell of an offense, but it's for sure the emphasis is the front seven. Okay. It's Friday, baby. You heard? Meantime. Rob Ninkovich hey. joins the show here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max in a matter of minutes. Hey, hey. Ryan hey. and San Leandro, you are on KJM ESPN Radio. What up, Ryan? Hey, how you, how's it going, guys? Happy Friday to y'all. Oh, you, are, you, you, you all the way in the Bay? Yes, sir. Or outside Oakland. Okay, okay. So what you got, Ryan? Okay, this is going to probably surprise y'all, but I have Baylor beating Oklahoma State on Saturday. Hmm. Um, Baylor can run the ball. It's something about Mike Gundy. I really don't trust him, but, you know, that's just my take on that. And uh, go blue, Michigan's going to win the Big Ten. He said the same thing I said, though, Max. David and running the ball, the defense, and just something about Oklahoma State Gundy, man. I just, that's. Don't trust him. It's just I, I don't – I've never seen him win a big game. Let's just put it that way. We lost to Oklahoma like up into this year probably six or seven years in a row, maybe longer than that. But eventually, I mean, it's just not, eventually they – like, like, you know, hardball. Eventually, if you keep running it back, you don't think eventually you get one? You do, but, but you're going up against a team and a defensive coordinator – that knows how to stop that style of offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about what he did three straight years to to um, Lincoln Riley. When mm-hmm. he was at LSU, mm-hmm. he popped him in the college playoff, and he beat him twice at Oklahoma with that style offense. Yes, yeah. uh, that's a good point. Rob up, Ninkovich, Robbie? ESPN NFL analyst, two-time Super Bowl champion. What's going on, Nick? How are you? What up? How we doing? Good morning. It's good, baby. Got the, I see you with the, the ostrich. Yeah, I see you with the ostrich oh, yeah. skin boots on. Those look soft. <laughs> They're very soft, yeah. yes. They're very yeah. soft. Good to I, walk I, in. I figured, off. you know, I was on this Yellowstone series for a while, so I figured so, I, they got the <laughs> – So I heard about that. Is that, is that, is that legit? Yeah. Oh, yes. Should I watch it? Everybody this watches. Is, yeah, well, yes. Watch Obviously it. not check everybody. I'm not watching it. I don't even no, know about it. What is you, but like Yellowstone? No, Yellowstone. Yeah, check it out. It's Yeah, tell them about it, right? So it's just basically – a, a show. It's a show based on, I guess, a, a family that has owned land forever in Montana. in Montana, and it's just showing like the progression of people wanting to expand, the expansion of everything. In other words, and people trying to take their land, take their <laughs> land. Oh, okay. Oh. So it's the expansion. People want to buy their land. They don't want to sell their land, and they're trying to force them to sell it. And then it's a big story. Apparently, it's pretty good because it's very you, good. You watch yes. it. Key knows about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, a good. Right. It's a good show. It's on their fourth season. So if you once in like. Two seasons, you'll have cowboy boots. Kevin Costner, right? Kevin Costner, yeah. Kevin yeah. Costner. All right, well, there you go. T- take a listen, Rob, to one of your former teammates, yes. Rob Gronkowski. I don't know if you remember him. Big guy, played tight end. Yeah, he's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. He's talking about Tom Brady on NFL Network's Total Access. I met him when I was, what, he was 32 years old when I was 20 years old. And he hasn't had a single drop off since the day I've met him. And he's never lost, you know, his throwing power. He's never lost his skills. This guy has it every single day, uh, week in and week out, game in and game out. But um, just the way that he's playing, it's like he's never had a drop off in his career at all. You know, since I met him the day that I met him. 
Now there's a former Patriot talking about Tom Brady. We have another one here. I'm sure you'll say all kinds of negative things now, right, <laughs> Nick? Of course. No, I mean, listen, has there been a massive drop-off? No. Have we seen moments where Tom probably didn't look great? Of course. That's the nature of football, right? Like, I've had weeks where, like, I'm in pain and I'm, I got Toradol running through me and I got <laughs> a shot in my knee and I've got my knee drained and I'm like, I better put a sleeve on and see if I can go out here and run. And people were like, dang, Nikovic looks slow today. I'm like, yeah, because I'm beat up and I feel terrible. So right. I'm beat up. Then you come back, you got a bye week or you have the offseason, you get a little scope you, and you come back and you're like, man, I look feel good. Nick is revitalized. Nick looks great. So it's all, it's there's moments and there's fluctuations in your career based on just how healthy you are. I think that's pretty simple. And we've seen Tom look, you know, mortal at times when he's been hit a lot and, you know, not feeling great. I won, at one point in his career, he had a calf tear and he was just playing through it. So we all, every football player deals with an injury. So you just deal with it and you move on. And, and Tom has, you know, the utmost as far as his protocols of diet, you know, massage. All Avocado that. water. I'm not that. <laughs> I'm, see, like for me, I wasn't my like just strict. No, don't do that. Do that. Like yeah. it was hard. Like after a game, I'd be like, man, I need a cocktail. Like I need a drink. Yeah. And it's but, but Tom does the avocado water. Then Tom right. will be avocado drinking water. A, you know, Tom will have a gallon of water with him. Yeah. And me, I, you know, have a gallon have of whatever yeah. you need. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'll be on the plane on the ride back. Like yes, take that. Yes, thank you. Feel great. So it's just. Tom ever give anyone any dirty so, looks behind that? Like, come on, man, <laughs> get, no, get no, it together. I, I think he respects. He respects. He respects everybody on the team, but. There was moments where Tom would be like, Nico, I mean, I mean, when I retired, he said, I think you could play a long time. I think you could play more. I'm like, I just I, – I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Like, and then everyone has their own moments of I'm good. Yeah, like, yeah I hear that a lot you from ex-players. Play yeah. That it's not even so much the body can't do it anymore. It's when they, they're like, I'm not willing to run through that brick wall That's, again. Well, I think, you know, having – positionally is different you know mm -hmm. I was a, I was a guy in 2006 where they'd be like Ninko I want you to run as fast as you can and hit the wedge and I'd be like okay <laughs> before I, they changed yeah, the wedge it was a four like literally my rookie year we played the Cowboys <laughs> and the Cowboys were known to have a four-man wedge of four backup linemen <laughs> locking arms like arm to arm and worst. it was just a wall of people and if the if your tackle went in you go in the middle of the like so I would hit the middle of it and then if the tackle went out to the two I would hit the outside of the wedge so like you run full down speed, full speed the brick wall yeah, yeah they you just call. run full speed and they'd be like Ninko don't break stride I'm like <laughs> don't break stride you don't yeah. want me to break was stride on a mission. yes it was a mission I won't I won't use the word but it was a mission it it yeah and I was the wedge so buster my, I was the wedge on kickoff the buster and then when I was on return I was the wedge the, guy. Yeah. Easy for Tom Brady but, to say, Nick, you but can play here's, a lot here's more. what I would say about the whole Brady thing. I've never seen Brady fall off. Yeah, nobody. Yeah. Yes, Brady has, as I said earlier, there's a game, there's a one or two games, there's a game or two stretch where it doesn't look like the first eight games of the season. It looks like when you go and you look at the year that they lost to Tennessee in the playoffs, everybody's like, Brady, oh, he's done. Why? Because they lost in the divisional round. And yeah. he didn't have any weapons. And then he comes back the next year and wins the damn Super Bowl because he has weapons. The velocity on the football is there. Oh, his, he's not hitting the deep ball anymore. He ain't got Randy Moss. Hmm. So people 
they naturally start saying things like he's going to fall off a cliff. Well, let me tell he's you what. He's done. I, no, no. I said that before oh, there was any evidence of it. People. Oh, yeah, I thought you weren't even looking at Max. I, 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 was that you that said that? Yeah, it was. It <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, I, I said the cliff before there was any evidence, only because in the history of football, no like Hall of Fame quarterback past the age of 41 had ever been anything, right? Not past the age of 41. So I just did the math and said, okay, it's going to happen to Tom Brady. I will say this. I didn't see it happen until the season you're talking about. I thought I saw fall off, which obviously wasn't there based on what you just said. I, and, and it's because I did see velocity. But I thought I saw sometimes when an older guy he muscles it, he can still get velocity, but now he's going to lose accuracy, right? And I thought I saw that. But clearly looking back, guys weren't where they were supposed to be. Yeah, they just weren't where they were supposed to be. But Tom is built to be a longevity. Like, he is yeah. built a certain way. I mean, like, he's a big dude. He used to tell me, he used to, like, yeah. before practice, I would go out to practice early because I was a snapper. So I would go and warm up a little bit because you got to warm up and you got to snap a few balls because we'd have punt team first and I'd have to go out. Oh, you snapped snap. too? I snapped, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, Damn, Nico. Yeah. 2014, I played every snap of defense. I snapped every ball in Green Bay. <laughs> Field goals and punts. PAT and punt? Yep. Brady's wondering, our, why does Nick want to retire? The, snapper the week before got a concussion. I was like, is this kid going to be ready? Like, come on. Come on. Like, uh, please play. Wow. And then, like, the day of the game, Scotty O'Brien was like, hey, Nico, you're going to have to snap for us today. I'm like, Because <laughs> the worst part is I got my gloves on. I got my pinkies. My, my, I tape my fingers because uh-huh. I dislocate my hand, my, this finger all the time. So I'd have to take my gloves off, snap the ball, put my gloves back on, go play a series, tape back up because it would just go all the like, – it would just dislocate every time I'd touch somebody. So – then I have to take my gloves off, snap the ball, put the gloves back. It was hit the wedge the at full speed in practice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. but anyway, I would say Tom just he's built. He's long. He's tall. He's got long levers, so mm-hmm. that like helps him with velocity. He's not a small guy. Yeah, so he always oh, had throw a good arm. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance, offering coverage options as unique as your business. Progressive covers companies of many sizes and specialties. Learn more at progressivecommercial.com. Thank you, Nick. Thanks, guys. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. One of the biggest games of Found week it. 13, Bengals Chargers in Cincinnati. <laughs> Joe Burrow, of course, first overall in the 2020 draft. Herbert was picked sixth, and the Bengals have no regret. Now, before I read you this, Justin Herbert had one of the, arguably the greatest rookie season ever. Like, he's in the conversation, and he's gotten better this year. You know who leads the league in QBR right now? Justin Herbert, right now, Mm. leads the NFL in QBR. But the Bengals are saying, we felt like Joe was the perfect fit. Zach Taylor told ESPN this, head coach. 
we knew that Justin was going to be a tremendous quarterback and you'd be lucky to have him. But for us, it was just about Joe and what he brought to the table. And we decided to go with him. So key, if they were to do it again right now, redo that draft, are you going to draft Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert for the Bengals? Based on what I saw in college? No, no knowing what you know now, you well, go it's, back. It's hard It's hard because he's doing great. There's nothing wrong with Joe. Joe Burrow's fine. He's doing great, yeah. Yeah, it's... it's he was good as a rookie. It's tomato, tomato. Six in one hand, half a dozen in the other, right? I mean, it's like... So it's not... There's no, I guess you can't, to, for me, I can't compare them because they're the same to me. Either one I'm satisfied with based on today. If I go back to the college and I look at it, I'm going to take Justin Herbert because I've seen more Justin Herbert than anybody. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking Justin Herbert. I like Joe Burrow in college, but I also looked at it from a biased opinion based on what Justin Herbert was throwing to in college. Do you know anybody Justin Herbert was throwing he, to in college? I mean, Could you tell me one wide receiver? He And by the way, that's maybe why he has so highly touted early and then people felt like he fell off a little bit because who he's throwing to? He's throwing to nobodies. Right. I don't even think any of those guys are even on a practice squad in the National Football League right. where Joe Burrow was throwing to Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, uh, Terrence Marshall. All pro team. <laughs> uh, just like uh, Clyde Elair. Uh, um, I mean, uh, uh, Randy Moss Jr. at the tight end spot. I mean, it's like he has so much. So my mind. Thaddeus. Moss, yeah. Thaddeus. I, I, always, I don't know why I always say Randy Moss Jr., but Thaddeus. Um, I had my mind already made up that this dude is throwing to an all-star team. And this other guy is Not throwing wrong. to some guys that basically are going to not be in the NFL. Jay, Jay is not wrong. Like, and if you put just, Justin you know, Herbert on the Bengals right now, he'd also probably, be having – right? I mean, probably. I, you know, I, it's interesting, the argument, because playing at Duke, I played with four of the guys that were drafted in the first round, you know, two other guys that were drafted in the top ten, and people were like, well, you're playing with these other guys. I'm like, yeah, but I'm still out here destroying people, doing my thing. So hopefully if you get to an NFL team that surrounds you with talent – Right. If you have a good draft mind and you're surrounding somebody with talent, you're like, all right, I see how he can elevate talented individuals around him. So for me, when I look at Joe Burrow, I don't hold that against Joe Burrow that he played with talent. I understand Justin Herbert is still special, but I'm like, wow, Joe Burrow is still making a very talented player. Yeah. Okay. here's the thing that's crazy to me. Justin Herbert, to me, I always thought like Patrick Mahomes already got paid. Right. And I look at Justin Herbert and think if I had to start a franchise, I think. I think I'm going with Herbert based on age, salary, ability, size, speed, everything. Everyone. I think I'd start with Justin Herbert before anyone based on based on like he checks every box. It's hard. See, it doesn't depend upon what you have already. Herbert. I'm saying saying I'm starting a franchise. Okay, so you're not anyone. You have no other pieces. I got no other piece. I'm probably taking Herbert, probably based on age and everything. Quarterbacks out of everybody who lives, like it's Mahomes, but Mahomes already got his half billion dollar contract. You don't have to pay Herbert yet. But my point is, I'm so lost. Yeah, he just went to like everybody in in football. Yeah, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, that's how highly I think of Herbert. If I was starting a franchise from scratch, I might start it with him. Okay. Here's the thing about Burrow that's nuts, though. He had the greatest season, arguably, in the history of college football, capped by the best championship game. Like, he outplayed Trevor Lawrence by a lot. And I thought, well, Trevor Lawrence is the best player on the – oh, no, he wasn't. 
No, he wasn't. It wasn't close. Joe Burrow was a beast. So when it matters most, don't you just get the feeling like Burrow's the type to come through? Because you've seen it. Because I see it doesn't it. mean it can't exist for Justin Herbert, but you've seen it. I've seen and that Burrow experience do goes it. a long way with you mentally. Yes, no doubt emotionally, man. Yeah, you yeah, just yeah, trust the dude under pressure. Yeah, his name is Joe. His name is Joe. Joe. So you know, the key is talking about something I said yesterday, which is. You saw a Joe Montana, the previous generation saw a Joe Namath. You got a Joe Burrow now. You're like, oh, he's the next guy. See, look, I, I had a chance to see Justin Herbert play mm-hmm. 10 times in person. And outside of the Arizona State game that I happened to watch Herm and, and Marvin Lewis and Antonio Pierce do him in, it's Sun Devil Stadium. And I'm watching it, and I'm saying to myself, He's good, but he's not throwing to anybody. So, therefore, they can get after him with these complicated NFL schemes that he typically will not see in the Pac-12 conference. So, what does that mean? That just means that if he was surrounded around Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Austin Eckler and what they have, that he's going to be good. He's been doing it. If you surplant him into Cincinnati, he's still going to do it. If I took put... Joe Burrow in the Chargers, he's still going to do it. Yeah, that's why it's a tough because question. Because it's a tough question. It's like. But if you had to pick. Okay, look, you have a team. Who are you taking? Either one. But you're on the clock. You got to say a name. I'm going to ask my assistants. Yeah, <laughs> but it's legit. Probably, yeah, you're probably, you know, it's hard. You're probably going to take Justin Herbert just because of the size of frame, the way it looks right yeah. the But Joe Burrow yeah. ain't small. He just uh, got a yeah. funny body. Yeah. Yep. I think I would take Herbert. I think I would take Herbert, and I have the feeling that I'd be happy with Herbert, but Joe Burrow would make me live to regret it. You know, I just have that feeling. All right, key. If they, oh, it's getting uh, tough for Sean Payton and the Saints. Will he take the easy way out of the Big Easy? That's next. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. The Keyshawn J. Will and Max Podcast. 